1: Welcome to StageCraft, Variety's theater podcast, bringing you in-depth interviews with the stars and creators of the hottest shows on Broadway, off-Broadway, and beyond. I'm your host, Gordon Cox. On this episode of StageCraft, I'm talking to the actor Daniel Radcliffe. The world knows him as Harry Potter, but theatergoers know that in the years since he headlined eight blockbuster films in the Potter franchise, he's made theater a regular part of his career, both in New York and in London, with shows like Equus, How to Succeed in Business Without Really Trying, and The Cripple of Inishman. He's making his latest Broadway appearance in The Lifespan of a Fact, appearing with Bobby Cannavale and Cherry Jones in a new play that finds a whole lot of humor, drama, and topicality in the deeply unglamorous world of journalistic fact-checking. We recorded our interview outside our usual studio, so forgive the echo. Here's Daniel Radcliffe.
0: hi daniel thanks for being here thank
2: you very much for having me
1: so in lifespan of a fact you play a zealous first-time fact checker at a major publication in new york and you rent you went kind of method for this role because you went to the new yorker offices and fact checked
2: an article what did you learn from that that you now carry with you um really i learned about I mean, there were a few lines first of all i thank you for saying i went method that's a little i, <laughs> I went i went in I mean, just their for their the afternoon for i don't two know they uh, and they were, and they were really, you know they they you know said would would I be up for going in and, like, seeing that? And I was just like, yes, of course. That sounds like an amazing thing to be be able to, you know... Being an actor is one of the great things about it is you get to, like, play it doing this very, very cool stuff sometimes. Um, And, I mean, the main thing I took away from it is that there are a few lines, there are quite a few lines in our play where... The sort of the implication or the joke is that my character is going too far and, you know, he is looking at things in too kind of minute, trivial sort of detail. And indeed, like, every night, uh, in the show There was particularly Some of those lines Where I can hear The audience I can literally hear People in the audience Going I mean I did think I, I, I you, you said I could curse us Before we started this And I do think I heard a woman The other night In like the second row Go oh for fuck's sake <laughs> After I said something And, um, and um, I uh, You know Before that I had kind of Taken those lines And been playing Those lines kind of in a way of like you know i i had that knowing i had that thought in my head that this is my character going too far and actually going in there i realized no it's not at all like all those details are really important and talking to i mean there's one particular moment in the play where i talk about um the difference in uh, the time that somebody fell being uh, the difference of one second between eight seconds that he is saying it's nine seconds Uh, and uh, in reality it was only 8 and the audience kind of winces at this every night and now I kind of feel in myself like no, 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 that's that's important because it is in a coroner's report and if somebody goes back to a coroner's report and sees that you have deliberately changed something that is an issue right. um and so right and it, it's
1: not in, in that case that was a choice he made because of a the, for a number of reasons that he the, argues yes. so, sorry yes.
2: yeah, yeah. yeah i'm, gonna, I I'm yeah. gonna probably do that a lot in the interview of just assume yeah. everyone knows all the things uh, everybody's about that i know yeah. Um, yeah. Which is not true. <laughs> um but yeah so he has a kind of fixation on the on the number nine from for many reasons so he he is he is saying that this character fell for this amount of time for nine seconds and um um, yeah, it's, a, it's details like that And there's a few other moments uh, You know, we had somebody come and see the show uh, There's a moment where my character produces what he calls a traffic diagram um, Which is, is about as fun as, as it sounds for people <laughs> at home um, And um, again, that was a moment that sort of seemed extreme And multiple people have said that's absolutely not extreme And that's, you know, um, you, that, that is what you do and you were fact-checking a restaurant review,
1: yes? Have yes, you, have I was fact-checking you, a restaurant Have you since view. been to the restaurant? And
2: I have not, confirm? Okay. I do have plans to. Right. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I haven't as yet, but I've heard it's fantastic. Right. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, I think it may have actually won like a Michelin star. It, or it did. Could. No, it's it very did. trendy. I, I, I haven't been yet. I can't believe that I was called, allowed um, to fact-check
1: uh, help, help me pronounce the name of that show. Oxomoco? Oxomoco? I Your
2: pronunciation was much better. I went with that. I feel like the X is a shh. I think that Maybe a listener will tell us. Yes. Oh, yes. Listeners, please. Um, and so, how did you fact check the article? Yeah. I should really know that. That's embarrassing. That's well, well, uh, well, sorry. It, it was a while ago. Anyway. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, okay. But so, how did this play first come to you? Um, it,
1: I mean, were the, you looking for a play to do? Uh, yeah, fall, absolutely.
2: Or? And I've all and I've been looking. I've always am um, on the lookout for new plays to do. I haven't um, been fortunate enough to do one uh, before this. Um, so, you mean a new play as opposed to a. As, As opposed, opposed to a revival. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah, and I've, because I've, I've had so many friends who've worked on them, and just the experience of, um, you know, really having kind of that degree of ownership over a character and knowing that this has never been done before. And it was, and, you know, kind of latterly in the process, that did become a very scary thing. Like, because right. yeah. if something's been done before, you at least know, like, it was good. Like, it was done for a reason. Like, the play, the, base, the, the basis of the play that you have is, like, is solid. And then, so, uh, there are moments where halfway through you go... You sort of go, oh, is this good like you know right. you suddenly worry like you really like it but will other people like it and um so yeah to, to answer your question in a very very boring way uh it came to my agent from the right. producer Jeffrey Richards and um and we did a reading of it and uh then it changed a lot you know there was it was still being written right, right. you know into rehearsals um uh, and, and it's and we should
1: say it's based on a true story of uh, a, a fact checker and, a, and an essayist uh yes. sort of Going back and forth yes, about it is based uh, the fact-checking on process the, on
2: the book lifespan of the fact, which is also, I would say, loosely based uh, yes. on the real right. relationship between yeah. Dondechara <laughs> and my character Dimpingle. And um, the piece
1: itself is about the rather the essay in question itself is about uh, a teenage a
2: teenager's suicide in yes, Las Vegas. Yes, uh, who was a also. you know who is a we were uh, speaking of falling to the death. Yes, death. that was yeah. who we were talking about. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And uh, do you feel
1: like you now? Did working on this play uh, influence your opinion on the idea of what's more important, the you know, sort of facts of a situation or the sort of feel and the theme and the poetry of a situation? I mean... Um, because both sides are argued, one by you and one by uh, yeah, the writer played I mean, by Bonnie, kind of Bobby Cannavale. Um,
2: I don't... I think it probably like clarified a lot of what I think and made what I think about it like a a little more um nuanced just because we you know you you, i have not thought about it in in such depth before um i mean i ultimately come down pretty firmly on my character's side about um about the nature of that but i think that the overall thing that i take from it is it is it is really entirely how you present something if you are presenting something as Fact, and you have stretched the truth to a to to a degree that is you know not acceptable. Then you know that is a problem. But if you know, there's one line in the play, and it's quite a throwaway line when John mentions something that isn't true, or, or but he says, um, uh, you know, it was it didn't happen at that time, but it was in the atmosphere of the city over the entire summer. And I say to him, "Well, isn't that how it should be framed?" And I do think that so much of it comes down to that. I also think um, there is. Uh, you know, a real value to what my character is saying about the minutia of you know and the the seemingly trivial details because there is, you know, if you find one thing about a news article or you know if you if you see a politician being quoted on the news and then you see you know them cut off. The clip before the full quote is used, and you know that the quote is actually longer. And suddenly, you see an agenda is there. Or, I mean, I won't mention what it was, but there was a there was a documentary I watched in which they, and it was great, and I really really liked it. But you, at one point, they miss you they they misuse the definition of a word that is very specific to a group of people and. Uh, I happen to know what the word really meant, and it, as soon as I saw that, that was there was that one thing that you couldn't trust, the whole edifice sort of comes crumbling down around it a little bit, even if the rest of it is fantastic and has huge value, it becomes harder to trust the whole thing. Right. right. Yeah. And we were talking a little bit uh, about this before we turned the mic on, but uh, the
1: play, as listeners can probably guess, if they, even if they haven't seen it, is... Even even though it is not overtly political, it does touch on themes that we are all talking about very much all the time, in, yeah. you know, in the last year and a half. Uh, how, does that, how do you feel like that plays in the room
2: uh, with audiences? Um, I think, yeah, I mean, I think it's great. I think it's, it, 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 it produces, you know, I don't know if we would have maybe had such sort of vocal reactions. Like, there are a few moments every night where, like you know you get people going oh like that and stuff when like you said like there people get um yeah really like pleasingly loud it's like a what in england would we would call like a panto crowd but like but yeah. no, i don't know if that has the same relevance over here and i mean that in a an entirely positive way um but um yeah i mean i i people seem to be really really responsive and very i i i like to think there is some sort of do they pick a side? Process. Do audiences pick a side per, per, depending on the I mean, performance? N- do you find it's you could? I wouldn't say that it's something you notice every performance, but there are definitely some performances where I I I, can, I feel like oh I am really irritating you guys today. <laughs> like I yeah, I, there's there's there are some bodies like oh, you are not having Jim today. I, <laughs> I also I when I when I did meet the real Jim Fingal, I've just basically spent most of my time apologizing to him for making him as obnoxious as I make him in the play because he's not at all he's not nearly as hyper <laughs> and uh, crazed as, as I make him in the play
1: do you is any, any
2: part of your performance based on him as a real person I mean other
1: than this exchange that is obviously recorded not, right? not
2: pati- I don't I I I would say not really I, I, I mean other than the fact that the character in the play holds essentially a lot of the same views as Jim and has the same meticulousness um, I mean Jim did see like I've got this like ridiculously comic sized stack of notes that uh, I drag around with me in the play and um he saw that and was like it was actually double the size of that uh, <laughs> like yeah, i mean so like he, there's a lot in there that really is true about him but i think the uh the there's there's a lot in there that's probably me as well at this point right.
1: yeah and uh in the show you're working with it's a small cast it's just yeah. three three actors and you're working with two of new york's favorite actors it's, yeah. uh, bobby Cannavale is the the essayist who you're who the fact checkers whose article the fact checker is packing yeah. is chucking and uh cherry jones who yeah. plays your editor what's it like working with those two. I mean, yeah,
2: they're both amazing. I, yeah, I, I, um, And it's, it's a, such a small cast that you spend long moments with them, yeah, right? Yeah, absolutely. And there is something wonderful and it's a fast-moving play and there's lots yeah. of sort of overlapping lines and interruptions and stuff like that. And so there is just like a sense of really kind of... Be- coming one to, uh, organism in some way, like, it, there's that that sense of being, like, like mentally coupled with these other uh, people's uh, brains on stage and just, like, all getting into that rhythm together and there is something, and, and that's the, what's one of the, sort of, the, like, um, wonderful things about doing theatre is that there's when you're rehearsing it particularly when you start and then generally a moment as well, like, halfway through rehearsals there's I always have a sense of, like, how is this ever going to happen? Like, how is this all going to come together? Not that anything's going badly, but just that when you see a play on stage, it's hard to imagine it existing as its constituent parts. And And when you're living in those parts where you're just, like, running scenes and stuff's not quite going right yet and stuff's still changing, it's just... And then suddenly you find yourself there sort of in preview or an opening night and you are all just in sync with each other and this thing is happening around you that was marked out with you know it's just it's it's so exciting and and to do it with them is you just feel really safe on stage like anything could pretty much happen and one of the three of us would know how to deal with it yeah
1: and you alluded to this before and you started to sort of answer this question already but what is it that brings you you theater is a regular kind of Thing in your career was the last one, *Rosencrantz and Guildenstern*. That, were, yes. was, that was the yeah. last play that was on the West End. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sure, you know, man. you've been doing, you've been on Broadway multiple times, and you've been in London, and you yeah. did a show at the Public last year, maybe the year yeah, before. Through, I forget. Two years two years yeah. Ago, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and uh, it's something
2: you really, like, you really have seemed to have made a commitment to. Why is that? I just, I'm, I don't know. Like, I love it. It is a huge, it's a huge amount of fun. Um, I think it, honestly, I think it sort of, it, it gives me a lot of confidence as an actor um which is not always something that i've like felt uh, and because you it, it's there def- i feel like stage was doing theater and doing equus and how to succeed and all those things was was really very very important for me uh psychologically just to know that there's something about doing it without an editor to save you or an, <laughs> a, a myriad of things in post-production that can that can help you out um that made me go like okay like I can act um and and I found and and I think I've kind of uh, I've grown a little bit as an actor every time I've gone back to the theater I think I get be- I think it makes me better um to to do it um so yeah I'm 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 hopefully going to make it a regular as regular a feature as I possibly can
1: and you are on Broadway at the same time as Harry Potter and the Cursed Child, yes. which you
2: are on record as not having seen. <laughs> yeah. uh, tell I, us why. Well, I mean, I just, um, you know, I, I've, have, I have, uh, I've, said this to many people who are associated with the production. I've explained it to them, and and I. It's, it's quite nothing, good. Uh, uh, no, I've heard it's fantastic. No, absolutely. No, I'm really. I'm look. I'm so thrilled that 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 part of the the. The world has expanded into this new thing, and people who love the books and love the films um, now have this other thing to love as well, which is great. I just I don't think it would be like a relaxing evening at the theatre for me. I um I it would day at the theatre. Let's be uh, honest, d- day yeah. at the theatre as well. Yeah, good good point. Uh, and I do I think there's um, I, I would pro- I feel like I would be very conscious, and maybe this is completely. Um, conceited and egotistical, and people wouldn't care. But I, I would feel conscious of like being watched by the other people around me. If people knew I was there to sort of see what my reaction was, and I think it would be, yeah, I, I'd be uh, if it was if it was a large crowd of devoted Harry Potter fans, um, you know, whom I love. But it would it would be, you know, possibly slightly uh, hectic to to uh, as an evening. Maybe. Is,
1: do you feel? Do you feel the kind of ownership over Harry Potter as a character that you feel like you could watch another actor and another... And yeah. That you could watch part of the story, that you could watch this character make choices that you might object to based on your understanding of
2: that character? Uh, yeah, no, I don't feel that. I I'm, I'm, i don't feel that kind of ownership over Harry. I think, you know, uh, without... Meaning to sound very, very corny. Like that character belongs to a lot of people, um, and 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 it's not something that I i think i think it would be odd like i saw the trailer for the new like uh, crimes of Grindelwald film yeah. and there were like some shots of hogwarts and stuff in there right. and i was just like oh yeah that's weird that i'm not in that like i had a mo i did have one moment <laughs> being like, ah, huh. um but 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 i don't but i definitely like you know jamie parker's amazing and i'm i'm very very happy to to share the mantle with him yeah
1: one of the things that I feel like is really interesting about the stuff you've done in since Harry Potter and even some of the stuff you were doing while you were doing Harry Potter is I feel like all your choices uh, both on stage and on film have been really sort of challenging and ambitious and kind of unexpected and a lot of them sort of... Sort of nothing really feels like anything else on sort of the resume right. and um, I wonder if tell me about sort of what guides you uh, as you're making your choices
2: I mean I, th- I think part of it is the the fact that I have the freedom to make choices means I feel like I should take advantage of that while and for as long as I can um, yeah. you know mo- m- most actors just get the roles they get and have to do those things like it's so to the idea that you would You know that I have any kind of autonomy over my career puts me in like you know one percent of actors. Um, So you you know I feel like kind of have a duties and also you know I've been very lucky obviously with Potter and the financially like I don't have to do anything at the moment for uh, purely for the money. Um, So for as long as I can, I'm gonna not and and, (laughs) and I and I in terms of like sensibilities, I don't I really don't know. I think. Yeah, I'm yeah, feeling I mean, like you're kind of indie as a, as I, a spirit. Like I, I, I a, guess Just so. based on some of the film projects well, that you've also, done. Well, also, I just... Yeah, I mean, I, I guess so in that I don't... I, I do find, like, most of the... Like, every time I like a script, I'll, I'll go back to Maidens and I'm like, okay, cool, it's not financed, and it's, <laughs> it's you know, we're we're doing what we can. It's always, like, the I do seem to like the ones that are slightly harder to get made, and It's very... I do find, like... It's rarer that I read a studio script and go, "Oh yeah, this is amazing and really interesting and different." And I think more people are more willing to take risks in the indie world. But also, it's yeah, no, it's still really hard to get people to take those risks. Was there ever a point where you felt constrained by Harry Potter and its associations? Not, uh, not professionally at all. Yeah. I mean, I think there were like there are moments when probably I. I coped with the uh like personal effects of Harry Potter you know sort of not as well as I could have but um, but professionally no like I mean I think there's probably there wasn't it, a resistance from thinking of you as anything other than a boy wizard
1: for I mean, instance
2: there you know. might have been from maybe like but say there was you know say that was 50% of directors and casting directors which I think is probably much higher than it was but say it's half of all of them um, I would say it's pr- I would say probably like the other half are Equally excited at the opportunity to like show a different side to this person or this actor, Um, there are there are directors that were I think excited to, I mean, uh, I I am I am quoting one of them here and I won't say who, but reinvent me, you know. uh, And in in a in a, I bet
1: you got a lot of that back around 2011. But that's the
2: thing. That's what I mean. So as as much as there are people who are sort of uh, warned off by that, there are a lot of people that I kind of I think are excited by the opportunity to show you in a different light. And so I was just lucky to get a lot of those in sort of quite quick succession after Potter I think like you know obviously like Equus was uh, during Potter but then I think you know um, Kill Your Darlings was a a big one for me and then um, you know things like Horns and Swiss Army Man which you know people might be listening going what are those movies he's mentioned and that's absolutely fine but I think they were in terms of they they were films that like did a lot for me, and if you were a director that wanted to know more about me, you could you could go and watch those films and see. Oh, he is doing other things. Right. Uh,
1: speaking of other things, what what's next for you? What do you've got coming up on screen? I know you've got. There's a comedy series on
2: TBS called Miracle Workers. Yes, yeah, um, which is based on a uh, Simon Rich no, uh, novel. Um, it, it's. I just love it so much I, I haven't seen uh, the finish finish thing yet I, I was doing some post-production work on it the other day and I saw bits and pieces and it looks really good um, and that's out next year it'll be I out understand? next year okay. uh, early yeah. next year I think and uh, yeah so that's um, Steve Buscemi plays yeah. God that's yeah. my, very, that's my <laughs> yes. very quick pitch for people to watch Miracle Workers
1: <laughs> and you're also in a film I guess you just finished production on a film that's delight- delight- delightfully called Guns Akimbo I can't yeah. even get it out just it's so fun Guns yeah. Akimbo Guns
2: Akimbo um, it it is a absolutely crazed comedy action film uh, from this uh, amazing uh, New Zealand uh, born director called uh, Jason Lee Howden. Uh, I don't know why I said New Zealand born; he still lives there. Um, but he um, and he's uh, he's written and directed it, and it was just one of those scripts that, as soon as I read it, it I mean, it is. I, I sort of don't want to say too much about it because it's. I, I I don't know at, I don't know how much they're gonna show in the trailer, mm. so like I don't I don't want to spoil anything if it's not being used, but it's insane. I, I hope it's really funny and also has so action Are you an action hero action in, in this? Are you... I'm like a very reluctant train? action hero who gets like dragged <laughs> into it. I'm more of an action coward actually you, for the see, entire film. Did you
1: learn any martial arts in order I to... Did okay. not. I not.
2: That's the one of... Because that's the thing. I love. I grew up on Potter like doing a lot of stunt work because yeah. there was a lot in those films. But you know, latterly I am not Cast in many action roles, which is understandable. Um, but I—that uh, was what was really fun. But I love doing that stuff. So, like, what was very fun about it was reading the script, going like, "Oh, this is a character I can believe myself." Because normally, you know, whenever I read one, I'm like, I, "No one's going to buy me as this like cry, yeah, ass kicking dude." Like, that's not. But this guy, I was like, "Yeah, I can be in an action movie and do mostly running away and falling," which is what I'm very good at. <laughs>
1: And then what's next for you after? You're in lifespan of a fact through January. And then what's next for you?
2: And then um, hopefully, uh, I mean, I'll be doing press for Miracle Workers around that time because that's when it's coming. uh, It'll be coming out shortly thereafter. And And Guns Akimbo comes out next year or later this fall? I don't know, honestly. It wasn't clear from why I Um, I'm sure they'll be hoping to go to a festival of some sort with it. And then... um, i will be going off to do a film somewhere hopefully fingers crossed but i don't want to say anything about it but i should be doing a film sort of early next year um but it's uh, you know again it's another sort of indie thing that i'm really uh, passionate about but it is not over the finish line yet so i'm gonna not mention it in case it all goes wrong
1: and you mentioned how to succeed would you want to do another musical
2: absolutely at some point 100% I just it. the thing I learned from How to Succeed was like I need to love it as much as How to Succeed I because it is a, it's, a, it's a real time commitment yeah. and you know you can't do a musical generally for like on Broadway for like a very short period of time so I need to right. uh, yeah I, it needs to just be something I think I can do for it would you mind. want to do a new one you're yeah. talking about new plays to possibly uh, absolutely yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I mean that's interesting I mean, yeah it would be interesting because that's more of a process I guess in terms of you know then normally you go through multiple workshops that's and true. things and, and a whole so, that can yeah. be a years long process so the development long. of but that so, but, so. but yeah but in, but in theory yeah absolutely Right. and are are there stage roles that you feel like are on your bucket list no not at all I really don't I mean um, I used to try and make up a clever answer to this question but I, I really don't because I don't have the same uh like particularly, I feel like again we were talking about the heresy of saying how much I love that our play is eighty-five minutes, but also like I don't have the... audiences also love the eighty-five yeah, no, minutes. Yeah, I, I um, But I, I, I definitely um, I don't have the same like urge to do like Shakespeare or some of those sort of big parts that other other people might want you to as an actor. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, and and, and honestly, like I. I'd love doing this new play. I would want to do as as much as possible. I do have other plays that I'm thinking of doing in the future. Again, one of them is a real possibility, so I can't Mm -hmm. say anything about it. Um, But, um, yeah, I mean, there's... there's, You know, I suppose, like... uh, Yeah, in terms of... um, those big sort of Shakespearean roles, I feel very sacrilegious. But like I've seen like Jude Law and Ben Whittle play Hamlet. I don't know if I, well like what I have to add to that. They were both <laughs> awesome.
1: Do is there a difference between New York and London in terms of working in the theatre and the
2: theatre community there? Do you find? Do you find? Yeah. Diff- no, I mean there there is. I think the the Broadway community is. Is, is amazing. Like look, London is wonderful, and I love doing shows there. But there is something like about all the like the communal events that Broadway has every year. And maybe I don't know. Maybe I'm just not being invited in London. Maybe that's all. Maybe there's <laughs> maybe they're going on. And I'm just unaware of them. That's very very possible. But the sort of the um, you know the the Easter bonnet and Gypsy the year I think is to day and yes although it has a new name i believe oh Uh, yes is it uh, oh no i've forgotten i'll remember by next year oh red bucket follies i think yeah maybe that sounds right yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. um and you know so they uh, that there's that and there's also i mean the thing that like just i still just love is that um when you walk into on opening night, every show sends messages to other shows. So you walk in and and just, like, they all send... And I'd never seen that before, and I remember it when the first time it happened on Equus, and I was just like... And you would go around and you would see people... You know, who've worked together, who know someone in that theatre, writing specific messages for that person in that show, and you just see this sort of huge interlocking community, and yeah, it's just, it's really, it's it's lovely to to be a part of that as well. Um, so I do, you know, it's there, there is, it's uh, yeah, Broadway, Broadway is very, very special. Well, we look forward to having you back.
1: Next time. I hope so. Thank you. Thank very you, Dan. Much. Nice to talk to you. That was Daniel Radcliffe, now on Broadway in the Lifespan of a Fact at Studio 54. If you like what you've heard on this and other episodes of StageCraft, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes and subscribe wherever finer podcasts are dispensed. On the next StageCraft, I talk to Tyne and Tim Daly, the brother and sister duo who are starring together off-Broadway in the new play Downstairs. Until then, see you at the theater.
0: 18 plus.